Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I am Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining the show. We are doing Tenacity 90 Days Year End Challenge. This is our second radio show. However, we are into day 39 as it relates to where we are in the challenge. We're in module number two, and we're talking about uh, tenacious determination, how to, def- how to finish the year on purpose, and how to finish the year strong. And so we are now moving into the practical steps of the challenge. The first part of the challenge, we dealt with the tenacious mindset on gripping firmly, being really getting focused and taking a look at where you are now in this present year and where you would like to be by the time we get to the year in so that you can position yourself to be where you want to be starting the new year off right and not starting it off from making New Year's resolutions and goals and plans, not that you eliminate them, but not starting from scratch like most people do every um New Year. So the purpose of this challenge is to raise your determination, is to really get you involved in your new year before your old year ends so that you can be positioned. So today, during today's show, we're talking about um, tenacious determination. We're moving into the greater works um, part of the challenge. And we're going to be dealing with today the five signs that your business your ministry, or your career is not tenacious, meaning that maybe it's out of order or maybe there's a little chaos in there somewhere. Maybe you have slacked up uh, in doing something, but you don't have that same forceful uh, determination that you did at the beginning of this year. So we're going to look at the five signs that your ministry, your business, your career is not um Tenacious. So I want you to really picture yourself and I want you to think about um, a scenario. Do you know, like, if you, do you hop out of bed in the morning eager to get off to the office or eager to get on to your online business or to start doing your global type ministry, you know, or do you feel um, a dread sitting down um, another day for putting out fires and watching um, your to-do list continue to expand, you know. Um, and if it's the latter, if you if you get up dreading uh, sitting down to another day of putting out fires and watching your to-do list just continue to expand and grow, then you're not alone because most people who are entrepreneurs, most people who are in ministry, most people who are professionals experience the five warning signs of chaos or a burnout or lack of tenacity at some point. So here are a series of questions I want to ask you to see if you find yourself um, in any of these. Do you feel like you're working far more than your checkbook indicates? A lot of people can probably raise their hands on that one. You know, are you exhausted all the time? 
you know, do you feel overwhelmed and just burn out or just depleted of energy all the time? And we'll talk a little bit um, about that. You know, do you consistently or do you constantly lose track of your tools and resources? Remember I told you your tools and your resources, your assets, or anything that's in your possession, whether it is tangible or intangible. Are you putting off uh, important tasks and spending your time on less critical to-do items instead? You know, do you feel guilty about not getting more done each day? You know, you get to the end of the day and you realize you only did one thing and you didn't even do that well. So do you feel guilty about that? So if you recognize yourself in any um, of the five signs that we're going to go through on today's show, I want you to know that um, you're not alone. There are ways to uh, conquer that. Um, it's going to be a short, very informative show, so I encourage you to actually take notes um, as we go through it so that you don't miss anything, because I want you to really pay attention to where you are now and what you need to do to actually position yourself to um, do better and to finish stronger. So uh, I want you to stay um prepared as you go through um, this challenge, and prepared means I want you to take notes. I want you to to really uh, uh, do, as we said at the beginning of this uh, 90 Days Challenge, this is an interactive challenge. So you need to get your your hands wet, if you will. You need to get your hands into the action part of the challenge so that you actually can um, finish on purpose and finish strong this Year, So let's get um, right into it because I don't want you uh, to miss any of it. So we're talking today about the five signs um, that your business, your ministry, or your career is not tenacious. So one of the biggest signs um, uh, that you're that you're experiencing this is that you're actually participating in the challenge and that you're joining us today for the radio show. So most likely you feel overwhelmed, you feel scattered, you can't keep track of things um, you have to do, you have no idea what stage you're at or what should be done, and you don't know what you're supposed to do next or how to get there. Now, that's a place that most of us can actually say that we've experienced during the course of our um, lives during the course of our professional careers in business, it doesn't matter what genre that you are challenged in as we go through the challenge area that is for you, then I want you to put that in the place of, you know, in the category of what I'm saying. So most, you're, you're also most likely um, uh, finding that there are not um, enough hours in the day to do everything that you want to do um, and, 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 and really get accomplished the things that you want to get accomplished. So I want to take a few minutes today during this radio show and want to go over those five common and uncommon signs that your uh, area of life um, is out of control. And I want to touch on, you know, um, what that signifies about you and what steps um, are often missing that you don't find in some of the self-help teachings that are out there. But I want you to have some practical things that you can do. So let's get started. You know, sign number one, you forget, you have forgotten rather what you own. 
All right. You've forgotten what you own. And what I mean by that is you have resources, you have maybe um, domain names you don't purchase. You got software programs on your computer. Um, you know, you have apps on your tablet and your phones. Um, you even own websites and you have forgotten what you own. OK. And so you have lost your tenacity in pursuing those things because you have forgotten that you own them and more most more than likely, you don't have them written, written down in a strategic place, meaning you don't have um, um, a website ownership page or you don't have um, a, a worksheet or some type of structured sheet that you're putting this information on to say what you own, you know, uh, what set websites you own, what domain names you own, own um, what pro- software programs are on your computer for specific things and what you can accomplish with that software, you simply have forgotten what you own, you know, and not only have you forgotten what you own, you know, you in some cases, you've forgotten you've even purchased something, you know, I want you to think, you know, sometimes you may have bought something six months earlier, and you see it again being advertised, and you purchase it not only to discover only to discover that you've already made the purchase. So it's important that you keep track of what you own. So if any of this has happened to you, and certainly, you know, um, if you have lost complete uh, track of um, what you know or or own and you've forgotten completely what you have, then you probably have too much stuff on your hard drive, too many apps on your phone, too many apps on your tablet. And it's just simply you might be one of those people who will get caught up in the bright, shiny object syndrome, which means that, you know, that psychologically you buy something because it's presented a certain way and that you think, oh, I need this, and then you get it. And so then you you buy it, but you download it, you put it on your your app on your computer, and then you forget that you have it. And so you've forgotten what you own. All right, you have good intentions. You really mean to go through the uh, uh, to use what you've bought, but you've forgotten that you have it. So my encouragement to you and the strategy step that you need to take today is this: you really need to go through your your desktop, your laptop, wherever you are hosting and holding all of your information, you need to take some time, go through your information to to really become alert again about what you own, what software programs you have, what products you've bought um, to use, um, what uh, domain names you've purchased and you've never done anything with them. You know, go back through what you have and really pay attention to it and make a list of what you have and what your intentions were when you purchased those things. So when you purchased that domain name, what was the original intent for that domain name? You know, were you going to create a website page with that? Were you going to create a whole other website with it to do a specific thing on that website? What was your reason for it? Uh, if you bought um, a list building course, you know, to drive t- traffic uh, to your website or to your fan page or whatever it may be, then why haven't you used it? And I want you to go back and look at that program that you purchased, the software you purchased, the, the domain names that you purchased, and really target what you wanted to do with them and see if it can fit into the game plan of what you're doing to finish on purpose this year. And if so, you need to begin to activate those things and start using them so that they don't continue to lie dormant and you don't continue to lose track of 
knowing where they where they are. So number one, you forget what you own. Number two, you secretly procrastinate. That means that you are procrastinating, but you're doing it secret, uh, secretly. So that's another common problem that people have is procrastination. And we talked about procrastination on another uh, training session. But when you find yourself wasting time, you know, maybe in uh, procrastinating online, uh, playing games, hanging out all day on Facebook, and even if you manage to escape those two types of traps, you realize you're procrastinating in another way. For example, maybe you are uh, being in, eternally busy, but you're unproductive in doing that. You find yourself doing busy work, but there's no outcome, no results to the busy work that you're doing. You spend a lot of time researching, but you don't spend a lot of time writing, all right? Or you convince yourself that you need to take um, a six-month course to learn a simple task but ignoring the $7 PDF that you bought that teaches you exactly the same thing that you can learn in three to six hours as opposed to six months from now. So, you know, it's interesting that our uh, brains have a tendency to um, put us in a position where we can uh, procrastinate because we can think of all kind of things that we can do in place of the things that we should be doing. And that's how powerful the brain is. And that's how creative and imaginative that it can be. The things that you should be working on, it will convince you and show you that you should be doing something different. And when you follow that uh, particular uh imagination or a brainwave, then you get off track. And at the end of the day or end of your workday, whenever that ends for you, you become discouraged and you feel frustrated because you haven't gotten anything accomplished in life. So if you're procrastinating, I want you to get rid of that procrastination. So number one, you've forgotten what you own. Number two, you secretly procrastinate. And it's real easy to do that, especially when um, you're using your smartphones for other than what, other things than what you said you were going to do. You're playing the games, you are uh, texting and all those things. Then sign number three, you're living with uh, guilt. So if you've come to the end of the workday, all right, and you find yourself feeling guilty that you didn't achieve more, you need to figure out why you feel this way. Are you a perfectionist? Are you an overachiever? Have you set yourself unrealistic deadlines for certain tasks? You know, uh, are, are other people making you feel you have to overperform? Do you feel guilty because you know you're procrastinating or that you did procrastinate? So when you're facing um, some of these questions as challenging questions or power questions in your life, then it's a large probability that you are feeling guilty about not accomplishing as much as you possibly can accomplish throughout today. But listen, don't let that bother you. This can also be very liberating. For example, when you really stop to, to examine your day, you realize that maybe you didn't get um, your uh, create space or your Kindle book uploaded because you, the person that was doing the formatting hasn't met the deadline you set for them. So see, that's beyond your control. But a lot of times, even things that are beyond our control, we feel guilty about them, and we think that we haven't accomplished anything throughout the day. Or maybe there are just too many items on your to-do list. 
or maybe your software is broken, or if you bought into a software that's online and they're having technical difficulties and you can't use that program, that software, that webinar platform, that teleseminar platform, you can't use it because there's some technical glitches that they're working out, that's beyond your control. But when that happens and you schedule something or you plan to record something, you feel guilty when it isn't done because you target it for that day. But even when you discover you didn't meet your daily to-do list because you procrastinated, you spent an hour and a half on Facebook instead of the five minutes you think that you spent on Facebook and it turns out you were on there for four and a half, this can also be liberating because now you have to really take a look at what you're doing and deal with it. And once you deal with it, then you will begin to become productive because you will reprioritize your day. Again, like I told you in other sessions, schedule everything. So if you know you like to be on Facebook, you know you like to hang out on social sites, schedule the time throughout the day that you're going to hang out on these social sites. Don't shortchange your productive um, time uh, periods by engaging something in that slot that shouldn't be there that will waste time and not produce something for you. So if you know you like being on Facebook, maybe before you get started in the day, in the early morning, you can get on Facebook. Or on your lunch break, when you're eating your lunch, you can check out what everybody's been doing on Facebook. Or if it's um, in the evening time, maybe you can say, okay, you know what, before I, I settle for the day, before I take my rest, around 6 or 7.30, I'll go ahead and get on Facebook and see what people have been doing throughout um, the day. Um, if you know you like social media, then incorporate it in your plan to finish strong. Start doing some Facebook live sessions. You know, do them um, uh, throughout the day at strategic time slots throughout the day. Do Facebook live and now do something meaningful. Not that it's not meaningful. If you're in business, if you're in ministry, if you're trying to, to advance your career, find something purposefully that you can do with social media where you won't feel guilty about being on social media, but now you're purposefully on social media and you're using it to take you to the next level in the areas that you want to be tenacious in. Then side number four, your health is being affected. All right? If you are not sleeping well, if you are tired and you're stressed out every day, if you are losing or gaining weight, if you're not exercising on a regular basis, if you're doing it um, uh, less, then more than likely um, that your health is being affected by the fact that there's chaos in your life, that things are not on target, they're not planned. If you're refusing invitations, if you're cutting back on social uh, uh, events with your family, uh, if you are eating junk food more and fast food more, then more than likely that these are, these are signs that things are not going well in the order of things in your life, in your business, your career, your ministry. It doesn't matter what area. When you find yourself like this, when it's impacting you physically, it's now time to take charge for real, to do something about it. Because when you limit yourself physically, before you know it, there are limitations placed on you in other areas of your physical being that you did not expect, and now you have a medical condition that you have to attend to. So once again, you're still not on track. So if you find yourself answering yes to any of these questions, it's time to really, really regrip, refocus, reprioritize, 
go in for a checkup with your doctor. Make sure everything is okay and that you're just tired because you're not doing the right things. But it's not because there's a physical um, internal impact that could have some other type of result results showing up in your life. So you want to make sure that you check your health. Make sure that your health is good. Make sure that you get back on track of staying um, um, mobile or active in your physical life and in your health so that you don't find unnecessary challenges with your health. Health. Make sure that your relationships are not suffering. You know, make sure you have good family time, good friendship time, Don't become so overwhelmed in what you're doing that you lose contact with other people. That is not healthy. So you want to make sure that you're on track and that you're in control. Make sure that your health is not being affected by the chaos that is coming because things are not in order in your life. And number five, this is my favorite. I say this to people all the time. One of the signs that things are not tenacious for you, that that things are a little chaotic, is that you're working for pennies. You might have actually produced a decent volume of work for the day, but you aren't making enough money. And if you stop to figure out um, the time spent, you actually are making about maybe a dollar an hour. You know, you put long hours in for low, for a low payout. You're working for pennies, you know. And if this is happening to you, you probably secretly know whether or not you really need to step back and reevaluate whether, where your time is spent, okay? You don't want to work for pennies, not in your career. You don't want to work for pennies in business. You don't want to work for pennies in ministry. You do not want to work for pennies. All right. So let's take a let's take a quick look at some uh, common reasons why people allow themselves to work for penny number pennies. Number one, there's some emotional baggage or some emotional damage that is present in your life, and it could be low self-esteem. It could be a lack of confidence. You know, if you have either one of these, it's going to wreak havoc uh, in your life. If you think you're not smart enough, if you think you um, that um, that no one will buy from you, no one will listen to you. If you have any of those emotional type feelings, then you probably are working for pennies. If you have an emotional um, um, history or uh, background, maybe you were emotionally or verbally abused or even physically abused, and uh, those um, things are lingering there, creating havoc in how you function and perform in life, that may be a reason why you're also working for pennies because you don't believe that you're worthy of prosperity. You don't believe that you are worthy to earn X number of dollars or, or that the, the, what you have is, is not valuable for the price point that somebody else um, may be charging. You know, so if you have emotional uh, baggage or there's some emotional damage there, you want to get that fixed. You want to get that cleared up, if you will, and you can become an overcomer from emotional baggage and damage, and you can get crystal, become crystal clear. Your emotions can become well-managed emotions. They can be free from debris. They can be free from rubbish. They can be strong. They can be um, healthy. So don't shortchange yourself. Take a minute to resolve those issues and get back on track. Um, 
then number two, maybe you are in the but I'm new syndrome. You know, a lot of people are there, but I'm new syndrome. That's the but I'm new belief system that, you know, some of that's been passed on in the history of our culture and, and in our society. You know, you're just getting started. Don't charge that much. You know, all those kinds of things. And we sit around and you tell people, but I'm I'm new, so this is all what I'm charging right now. You know, those kinds of things. So that's a mindset that you want to break. All right. Um, when you have that mindset, you settle for less than than what you're worth in your fees, in your wages, in your um, your um, prices for your products and your services. You want to get rid of that mindset. You want to have the right mindset towards um, money. You know, it doesn't matter that you're just getting started. If you want to do introductory specials, that's different. If you want to do a grand opening special, that's great. That's you know, uh, perfect if you want to do that. But do that because you are, it is a grand opening. Do that because you are having an introductory special. Do that because you are featuring a particular product or featuring a service. You know, do that for that reason. But don't do it because in your mind you believe that because you're new, you should not charge as much. You know, because this is your first job, you shouldn't ask as much. Or because this is your first promotion that you should not re- um, inquire about how much the increase will be if you are offered the promotion. Get out of that mindset of the mindset that says, I'm new, you know, that trickles on down, I'm just getting started, I'm just getting promoted, this is my first time in this position. Get out of that mindset, know what your worth is, know what, you're, what, what you bring to the table, know your value, know that your knowledge um has value to it and that whatever your knowledge is, people will pay for what you know, whether that's a company or organization, whether it's clients, customers, um, it doesn't matter. Well, how do you identify who the people are that you are assigned to? The, the, the most important thing is that you don't sell yourself short, that you don't work for pennies, that you move beyond that. So it's get out of that mindset, but I'm new. And then number three, the vicious cycle syndrome, all right? And this is where you start talking about you can't afford resources and you can't afford um, to outsource and, um, uh, because you're working for pennies and you're not making any money, you know. And what happens is when you get into that vicious cycle, you neglect your own stuff, all right? You never have time to read books that you bought or to take the courses that you signed up for, all right? You never have time to invest in yourself. You're not enjoying what you're doing anymore. You're feeling out of control because you're procrastinating. You're feeling guilty, all of these things. So it's a vicious cycle that continues to repeat itself, and you never go to the next level, and you never um, get propelled to launch out into the deep because the cycle continues to repeat itself. At some point in your life, you have to break the vicious cycle, and you have to do something different to make sure that you are not selling yourself short and to make absolutely sure that everything that you should be doing and accomplishing, you are doing and accomplishing in the earth. So here are the ways that you can fix these five problems moving into uh, being tenacious and being on target. Number one, for those of you who forget um or have a tendency to uh, forget what you own, I'm going to put um, uh, a worksheet, if you will, or a handout um, in the Tenacious Resources 
um, website uh, page. On that page, I'm going to put a PDF, and you can use that download, um, that handout, to help you to keep track of the websites that you own, the domain names that you own. Um, it's going to be a worksheet that will help you to enter every um, thing that you own, every product that you own, every website, every domain name um, that you own, and so that you can keep track of it, so that you can know what it is that you have, so that you can start thinking about how you can use it. And for those of you who secretly procrastinate, um, uh, I want you to spend time um, taking a look at where the where the bulk of your time is spent throughout the day. And there's a great resource to tool that you can use that's on the web. So you you know you can go in and log in for free or you can use their paid services. It's called Rescue Time. R E S C U E T I M E. Rescue Time. And there's a free version of the app and you can track uh, um track up to four websites that you regularly visit and find out exactly how much time you spend there. All right, so knowing that, you know, can help you to cut back and shorten the time that you're on those websites. So if you know you spend a lot of time on Facebook, make that one of the websites you wanted to track. So you can, so you can find out exactly how much time throughout the day do you spend on web, on uh, Facebook. And then you can honestly assess it and then say, I need to cut back. All right, on it, I need to pencil it in, I need to schedule it so that I'm not wasting my day on social media. And for those of you, so again, that website um, is called Rescue, R-E-S-C-U-E, Rescue Time. So then for those of you who have been working for pennies, here's what I want you to do. The only solution for that is changing your pricing structure. All right, and the secret to doing this is effectively to do this effectively is to make sure that you feel good about it first. The first thing you want to make sure you feel good about changing your prices. All right, here's a tip on how to make sure that that you do that. Make a list. Number one, make a list of all of the qualities you want in your ideal client. Don't stop until you have a clear vision of exactly who you would like for your client, for your congregation member, or your ministry follower, um, uh, for your um, team. What does that? What would these people look like? What does this particular person look like? And how you want that relationship to actually engage? How do you want it to run? So when you determine who your ideal person is that you are assigned to, what type of relationship do you want to have established with that person? Because remember, we're not assigned to everybody, but the somebodies that we are assigned to, we need to know everything that we possibly can about that person, about those people, so that we can effectively and efficiently serve them. And the only way to do that, you're going to have to really identify who that ideal person is. What are their qualities? What are their um, uh, needs that they have? And how do you feel those needs? All right, so make a list of all of the qualities you want in that person that you are assigned to. And don't stop until you have a clear vision of exactly who you would like for, your, for that person uh, um, to look like, 
what it would, that person would look like and how you want that relationship to run, to be established and to run. And I say to be established because you need to make a connection with that person first and then you run the relationship when you continue on, when that first person becomes a loyal um, connector to you. Then you actually manage um, the relationship. Then number two, I want you to design um, a contract that feels like it's based on helping that person and not on policing that person. But I want you to really think about what type of contract that you want to engage in and enter in um, with that particular person. So if you're selling a product, you're selling a service, if you're um, engaging in um, uh, helping people, whether you're coaching, uh, whether you're ministry training, um, whatever that case may be, um, I want you to create a contract, and I want you to talk about how many revisions um, uh, are included. Like, you know, how many times can I miss my appointment with you, you know, or uh, how many times can I miss a training session? You know, I want you to think about the fee per extra revision, all right? So if you miss a training session with me, now I have to revise my contract with you. So now what does that cost you to have me to revise it and maybe uh, service you individually instead of you having called into the group, you know, uh, session. So think about that. You know, if I have to do something extra for you, what is that going to cost you as my client, as my customer, um, to have me make revisions? Remember, so you you know, these are for the people who are, who are working for pennies. There are ways to go in and restructure your pricing so that you're not shortchanging yourself. You don't want to give $150 session away for 20 bucks unless you're doing a Black Friday special, you know, or you don't want to give $400 away in service services and you're only collecting 100 for them because you feel that you're just getting started or you don't feel like you're worthy of it. Clean all that up, get all that straight, and then I want you to focus on designing a contract where you where you know that you know that you know that your services are valuable and what you have to offer, whether it's a book, an e-book, a hard, softback book, it doesn't matter what it is, a program, whatever, all right? And then in that contract, I want you to make sure that you state your right to refuse further revisions, all right, if your schedule is full. So if I'm one of your clients, if I'm one of your customers, and I don't follow through on the initial um, thing that I'm purchasing for you and I need you to do something extra for me, then you need to, I need to know as your customer or your client that you have the, the right, the person who has what I need has the right to refuse making those revisions. If you don't put that in there, people will wear you out and they will always want you to make revisions. You will never be compensated for revisions and before you know it, again, you're back at working for pennies. So you, for to cut down on working for pennies, you may have to go in and just restructure your pricing and then add a contract to what you're doing so that you don't feel like you're selling yourself short. All right? So let them know uh, that you are uh, restructuring everything. It's okay to do that if you're just getting started. Make that a part of the plan. So you don't you so that you don't have to go back and restructure. Don't sell yourself short. Let me give an example. There are people who are just getting started in coaching, life coaching, business coaching, success coaching, health wellness coaching, whatever adjective they use in front of coach to identify what they're doing. And when they first start, 
They don't sell themselves short. The average coaching session for 45 minutes is roughly about $175. So imagine somebody just getting started in it, and they're charging $175 for a 45-minute session. Or if you do a 30-minute session with them, it very well could be uh, as as lower as $50, as high as $75 for 30 minutes. And they're just getting started. But you don't know that because when they put their information out there, when they say that they're open for business, they're confident that they can help you. They're confident they can help the person that signs up. They're confident that uh, what they have to offer has value to it. Okay, some sort of shortage there, but um, they're confident that they can um, really service you, and so they don't hesitate to put the pricing on there that they feel is is comparable to what they're doing. So don't sell yourself short. Don't work for pennies or for peanuts, rather. Put what you're actually worth so that you can build your confidence, motivate yourself, and start receiving the increase that you've been believing and trusting God for. Make sure that you do that. So I'm excited. I'm thankful that you um, have joined me on this uh, session, one of the beginning sessions of uh, Modular 2 on the um, uh, Tenacious Determination where we're talking about greater works. And so I want to tell you what's going to happen over the next couple of days for the uh, tenacity challenge, you know, um, I'm going to take an excerpt from one of my uh, programs that I use with clients and then what I use also in the Diamond Coaching Academy, and I'm going to bring it over into the tenacity challenge. And so in this, I want to take the next three days, and we're going to talk about how to get more organized and more focused um, in business, in ministry, and in your career for more profits, more time, and more freedom. So I'm going to teach you segments of each module of that program to help you finish on purpose and to help you finish strong um, this year. Because I want you to really finish strong this year and to finish on purpose. So let me give you a little uh, brief synopsis of what's going to take place over the next three days. So the full version um, it's simple, but and it's, it's, it's a simple, specific four-modular program that um, has four short um, action-packed workbooks. It has an action plan um, that you can implement and follow and help with exercises to help you get through it. So I'm just going to give you an excerpt over the next um, three days, and I will make available to you the full version of the, pro- of the uh, program so that you can incorporate it into Finishing Strong. So we're going to start with day 40, which will be modular number one, and I'm going to talk about what's really holding you back from finishing your to-do list. What's holding you back from finishing your to-do list? And we're going to actually uh, – be talking about uh, things that's going to really help you, like the reasons why you're not focused, uh, why you have more projects than you can handle, you know, why you have a gazillion project ideas and nothing is actually down on paper, you're not doing anything with it, um, and why you have um, a bunch of half-finished websites and so forth, you know, um, and all those kinds of things, and um, also figuring out 
um, and making an inventory of everything that you have and including, you know, how you can make money from what you have and how you can get going. Then on day 41, we're going to talk about how to get focused in less than 24 hours. All right? And you really want to make sure you miss, don't miss any of these uh, over the next three days or really just stay interactive in the challenge. But this is going to be very important. How to get focused in less than 24 hours. I'm going to teach you about your business assessment, looking over everything from your uh, business inventory and look at or ministry or career and really identifying how you can use them right now. What's in your hand? You've heard me say it over and over again. What's in your hand? Then we're going to talk about knowing where your genius lies and helping yourself to focus your energy and activity there. All right. Knowing where your genius lies. You don't want to go outside of what you've been gifted to do. We talked about spiritual gifts, talents, and abilities earlier in the the challenge. You need to know where your genius lies. You know, when uh, you need to know when to walk away and when to run. There are some things that's not just, they're not, it's not for you. It's just not for you. So you need to identify that because when you can walk away from them, you can now focus on those things that are for you. We're also going to talk about ideas versus profit streams, you, you know, um, how you can really um, utilize those things that are profitable for you. Then modular uh Number, uh, I'm sorry, from Modular 3, which is day 42 for you, we're going to be talking about planning more profits, more time, and more freedom. So I'm going to talk to you how to plan um, your next um, 40-something days that we have left, but also how to plan for the new year, how to plan your best year ever, how to take your planning, start your planning right now, and cross it over into the new year. All right, we're going to talk about how to create the best products for whatever it is that you're doing, how to create um, books, how to create um, e-books, events, um, though, uh, all sorts of things, and how to free up more of your time, even when, you, when you're growing, when you're uh, just getting started, to give yourself a little bit more freedom so that you're not exhausted, you're not worn out, and how, to, how important it is to set um, a deadline, you know, and how to love and make accountability your best friend when um, uh, you know that you have a goal in mind. And your goal through this challenge is to finish this year on purpose and to be tenacious in the process of doing that. So if you are really tired of everything being out of control or constantly every year at the end of the year, constantly looking back saying, I should have done more, I should have completed more, um, then I want you to break out of that self-defeating cycle, and I want you to take some concrete, active steps today. I want you to make sure that you join me over the next three days for Modular 2, Determination, uh, Greater Works, Part 1, for the, for, uh, for the challenge. We're going to literally be going the next three days of setting you up to get something done. If you're like me, you know, I'm in another challenge as well, and that challenge is focusing on coming up with Black Friday specials. So listen, that may, again, may be something you want to work on. So even, even if that is what you want to do over the next three days, these principles and strategies can be applied to that as well because maybe you're a service provider. Maybe you sell products. Maybe you have serve a retail goods, sell retail goods to someone. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, you may want to do something unique and different um, for Black Friday. So I want to encourage you 
to join me um, in tenacity for the next three days so that we can finish on purpose, finish strong, to make sure that everything is organized and, and is structured so that nothing is chaotic and out of control where it impacts you and makes you feel like you're not getting anything done. And then it takes a toll on you mentally and physically, causing you now to be challenged in health areas and in mental and emotional challenges. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm Minister Ginger London. Again, we're in tenacity, the 90-day days, year-end challenge. We're in modular number two tenacious determination, and we're in greater works. So please join me over the next three days. God bless you. Take care. Have an awesome, awesome day. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.